We'd like to begin by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land on which we create today, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, and pay our respects to the Elders past, present and emerging. Hi, I'm Lucy, wedding photographer. And hi, I'm Eddie, wedding videographer. And this is Unveiled, your little black book of weddings. Let's get you guys hitched. Hey Luce, back with another episode of Unveiled. How are we going? I'm good, how are you? Yes, very well. What have we got today? We're speaking with the beautiful Anyela Batten. She's a celebrant, civil celebrant. Anyela, honestly, she... As you'll hear in this episode, she has covered so many different job titles and nailed probably all of them. Um, I completely forgot that Aniela was a singer. Yeah, that and blew us away, within, didn't it? within the industry. So you can tell that she really, really loves being in weddings and she speaks and holds a presence that, I just feel is so suited to being a celebrant. Yeah. So I'm really excited about this chat with her. Yeah, and she says she says she shares some <laughs> <laughs> great tips, including some of her favourite venues. So yeah. stay stick three, around for three that three top venues, and also I'm not sure that this part will make a day. So I'm going to share it with everyone. Last year we ran a poll on coffees and whether or not it was weird that I ordered cream in my coffee yes well Aniela did run a cafe <laughs> for quite some time and she yeah just informed us that her mum orders cream in the coffee yep. so, <laughs> so i'm still not sold that it yeah, should look, be compulsory we definitely anyway. still only sit in like the small percentage of people that um i think it was there was only like maybe one or two people that thought it wasn't weird so you still win but I thought that was pretty cool that she remembered to share that with me. Very good. Anyway, let's get stuck yeah, in. Yeah, let's get into it. So you're a woman of many talents. What is it that attracted you to the wedding space and becoming a celebrant? Thank you. Um, I think it's always been weddings for me. I remember, I think I would have been about 12, which is probably showing my age, but I watched <laughs> um, Jennifer Lopez in The Wedding Planner. Um and I think I just knew that I wanted to be involved in the wedding space in some capacity. And so I think my background in fashion and events has definitely helped shape the type of celebrant that I am. Um, and I'm a true romantic. I love love. So I think after performing at weddings as a singer uh, for the past over a decade, really, the transition just felt like a really nice, natural way to lean in even closer to the magic. And Hang I think... What? You, yeah. you should see yeah. both of our faces right now. Yeah, you're a singer. Wait, what? but I completely yeah. forgot that you were a singer. I did not know this. Yes, I You've got an amazing like voice. Yes, that's right. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Um, <laughs> Babe, you so, really are a woman of so many talents. Oh like, you've been gosh, in the I think it's a bit much. fashion space. You've got – you've owned two – you've started up two restaurants, cafes, wine bars – You've got kids. Mm. You're a celebrant. <laughs> You're a singer. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. It definitely keeps life interesting. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but yes, I think I witnessed so many ceremonies over that time and I kept saying to my guitarist, I want to do that. I want to do that. And he just turned to me one time and was like, 
either do it or you're not allowed to talk about it anymore. <laughs> and so I went home that night and enrolled in um, the course and I did it. And, oh, I just haven't looked back since. It is the best job in the world. And it's definitely not lost on me just how much trust a couple puts in me with their ceremony and I still squeal every time you know a couple chooses me to be that person who shares mm-hmm. their story with their most loved and cherished family and friends because it's it's such an honor and yeah I just absolutely love it. Oh that's such a cool intro into the space and I mean that leads us into the next question you've obviously been in the wedding industry for quite a while but now in a completely different role. So since stepping into, into the celebrancy part of it, have you seen many shifts in what couples are looking for in terms of their ceremony? Yes, I think so. It's it's really nice to see so many more couples these days putting an emphasis on their ceremony and just realizing how important it is to give the ceremony that time and the energy that it deserves. Um, I'm forever speaking about the importance of creating an authentic ceremony and so it's yeah it's nice to see that more couples are taking on this approach and making their ceremony all about them and the life that they've built together because the ceremony is the first touch point in your guest experiences or their journey for the day and they always remember your ceremony so Mm. it is important that it feels like a true representation of you um, and I'm all for losing traditions that aren't meaningful to you so um, yeah it, it really does make me happy when I'm working with my couples and they're kind of like we don't we don't want to do that or that doesn't quite sit right and feel natural to us and so yeah we just create a really personal and authentic ceremony that feels just an extension of them and the life that they've built together, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah absolutely really well it does. Put, yeah. So what is yeah. one of the most important factors couples should consider when choosing their celebrant, do you think? Oh, I mean, in my opinion, I think that couples should really take the choosing of their celebrant very seriously. Like do your research, find a celebrant that aligns with your style and your values and probably someone that you could see being friends with in life and out in the real world because ultimately you want them to feel like an extension of your friendship group because they're standing up there with you as you say your I do's and so you want to feel comfortable with them and have that really beautiful close relationship with them and have full trust knowing that they're going to create a personal ceremony that's based solely on you and your love story i think when you know i spoke last time with you finding a good celebrant is paramount so it's worth just spending the time and finding that right person yeah i agree i mean um as you said before as well there's just no i feel like ceremonies sorry have taken such a step in the direction of making it an extension of the couple rather than this like sort of templated thing that everyone kind of has to follow yeah and I think yeah it's important that you get to know each other on like that really nice personal level so that they can create the ceremony that you want and I had the pleasure of working with you literally last weekend yes your beautiful and calm presence is so I mean 
like you spoke so eloquently, you mm-hmm. bring such a gentle, calm, nurturing nature to the ceremony, which was um, so obvious the moment you started speaking. How would you describe your style? <laughs> oh, I'm blushing. <laughs> tough question. Meant it. That's so nice. <laughs> well, it is a tough question. And when I first became a celebrant, I was getting that a lot, like the couples that I was speaking with on the phone or, um, you know, during that first in, initial kind of consult. And I was, I found it really hard to answer because it just felt really personal. And so... I actually cheated and asked my beautiful friend Lace um, of LB Styling, who I know that you both know because I get to work with her a lot. And yes, I asked her what she thought my style ceremony was. And she answered that it was just incredibly personal and kind of what you just said, Luce, that my loving nature just really shines through Mm. um and I love too she said that there's always a little lull um which (laughs) I think describes it perfectly because yeah I think it's just light-hearted warm sincere and professional because I take a lot of pride in the delivery of my ceremonies Mm. I practice them a lot whether that's you know to my husband or to my daughters or even just in the you know, bathroom in the mirror and that just kind of helps make sure that I can look up at the guests and make eye contact with my couple because I think it just helps, you know, calm any nerves or butterflies that might be flying around and it's really nice just to keep the guest engaged and, you know, really interested in what is being said. Mm. So I think that kind of sums it up. So a big thanks to Lace for helping me answer that one when I kind of found it difficult early on to answer. Yeah, I think that's a good way to do it though. It's, I mean, outside perspective is probably going to nail kind of what they're, what they're interpreting. So it's a nice way to kind of get it. Yeah. I wouldn't, uh, discount the fact that you've got a very good voice for it too yeah. i don't know if that's because you're a people singer should ask you to sing their ceremony you're very very easy <laughs> to had, listen to i've had one or two <laughs> ask for it sing. yeah i married um a beautiful couple and then like we did a smaller ceremony with just their family and then for their big um, friend ceremony I did sing you know her down the aisle and I've had a few um, oh. couples say oh would you be able to stay on and I, I just can't I just put my whole soul and heart and being into the ceremony that once I finished I'm done yeah. I just like need to switch off because I think like you know you forget celebrants are humans too and <laughs> we're having you know a terrible day no one can know about it. You mm. just have to be so switched on and this happy, smiley presence. And so, yeah, it does. It takes a lot out of you. So it's always kind of nice to then just get back in the car and put, you know, a podcast or some music to sing along to and just, just sing in the car. Because, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> everything that I have into the ceremony so yeah I I definitely will turn that one down (laughs) yeah look you definitely you can tell that you put 110% into your ceremonies so absolutely translates yeah so what would you say something different you've seen done at a wedding ceremony that you've loved 
Um, I, I mean, I love all the ceremonies that I've created with my couples, but if I had to think, actually, I've got two. So the first, <laughs> the first one was early last year, and I married this beautiful couple in Berry, and it was really intimate. There was only 30 guests, and we began the ceremony, obviously, on my microphone, and all the guests were sitting down. And then right before the couple was going to say their vows, we invited the guests to all stand up and join us um, where we were standing. And so they formed a little semicircle around the couple. And so then we put the microphone down and they said their vows, you know, son's microphone because everybody was in was within ear reach. And it was just so special. I got goosebumps because it was mm. just so intimate and just so pure. Mm. And then as I proceeded to pronounce them as husband and wife they um all of the guests were given rose petals and so they kind of just showered them and oh it was just divine heaven so and and that was their idea they you know they brought that to me and so I just was like absolutely so you know any anything that a couple wants to do I am absolutely there for because it does it just you know makes their ceremony them and authentic and and just so special and then the other one i sorry i'm being oh no please don't yeah, love it. no love but, it um a couple that i married late last year um they they just planned their day around what they loved most like the music that they were listening to and the food and the wine and they weren't kind of sticking to traditions and the groom who is just fabulous he decided that he too wanted his moment walking down the aisle so after the guests were kind of led down to the ceremony space by a saxophone player which I think that in itself was just so cool yeah yes um so he and his mates then walked down the aisle and it just set the tone for such a fun and light-hearted ceremony because everybody just cheered and clapped as they all entered the space where we were holding the ceremony and so the spirits were just so high from the get-go and so I think those two are just a really nice example of doing you know your ceremony your way it's it's so important to do so. I'm too the biggest fan of the boys walking down the aisle prior. Yeah. I think you're spot on with that it sets a really fun tone it kind of gives the boys their moment to, you know, everyone really takes in how good they look. And um, the, the first wedding I shot back this year, the boys came down the aisle and everyone was just up on their feet clapping. And I was like, this is this is a good vibe. Like yeah. it set yes. the tone of the day really, really, really and, high. And it really, it doesn't take away any... No. You know, it doesn't make the other person's entrance any less special because, you know, they're completely separate and usually they'll have a completely different song. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's fun. And, you know, if you're not shy of having the spotlight on you, like, go for it. It's, yeah. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I agree. So we kind of already touched on it, but with the ceremony being such a special and important part of the day, mm. What's probably your number one tip to all couples as to how to make it as personal to them as possible? Mm, yeah, I, <laughs> I think I'm going to start sounding like a broken record, but I think it's just so important to work closely with your celebrant if you know, you're choosing to have a civil ceremony to ensure that the ceremony feels exactly like you. 
Um, so just, you know, think about the kind of tone that you want to set for the day, whether that be lighthearted or romantic, formal or traditional, um, because then your ceremony can be written with that in mind. Um, and I guess, again, take it back to tradition. There's really no point including something in your ceremony that doesn't feel like you. So every decision that you make, not just for the ceremony, but I guess for your entire day should make you feel happy and proud and that's just the best way to ensure that your ceremony and entire wedding day just feels personal and exactly like you. Yeah, yeah great. And for people that aren't a fan of public speaking, how would you help them write their vows? Oh, I would say 90% of my couples say exactly that, that they just feel so nervous about speaking in front of you know, so many people and I'm forever reminding them that if you can be your complete self in front of anyone, it's the people that you've invited to your wedding. Mm. So, you know, if you're one of the people that, you know, are feeling a little bit nervous and I'd recommend just writing something from the heart so that it feels exactly like you and then you'll feel comfortable reading them out and I think it's important too to remember that your vows don't need to be poetic they don't need to be long they just need to feel authentic and obviously practice helps too um, so that you can feel confident in the words that you've written Um, and I have a vow guide that I send all of my couples because I just have found that most people are a little bit you know, overwhelmed or they find it a little bit of a daunting task knowing where to start. So, um, you know, you should ask your celebrant if you're feeling a little bit nervous because they'll be more than happy to help. Yeah, I think that's that's a really good point, that whole um, – it's the where to start. Yeah. I think like anything, it's like the leading up to and the anticipation of – is always so much more daunting than the actual fact. Mm. Absolutely. So once you actually and that the, all those words of yours are so reassuring because I think as like if you can just start and just any words on a page if it comes from the heart it's going to be it's going to be perfect mm. anyway. Mm. So yeah. And yeah, just imagine so everyone true. naked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it can be different. And I think a good, a good way of starting is to just, yeah, either start a little page in your notebook or even a notes um, page in your phone. And every time your partner does something that you love or if, you know, you might be doing the groceries and they pop into your mind, jot it down so that when it comes time to writing your vows, all of what you love most about them is already there. The hard work is already done for you and then you just kind of have to construct it. Yeah, yeah. that's a beautiful, beautiful tip. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. You also don't want to have crossover between the speech and the vows too. I know that's something that I struggle yeah. with. I'm like, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Not that I'm running out of material, but it's like... <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, like I've got no more nice <laughs> things to say about my wife. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, you got to really... Think about it. So I think it would, yeah. it's it's wise to start well in advance yeah. as soon as you, yeah, you know. Sure. And yeah. a vow guide sounds like a really good idea too. So yeah, that's great. So with all of the traveling that I'm sure you do up and down the coast frequently, yeah. can you narrow down three of your favorite venues that you've, that you've had the pleasure of working at? <gasps> Oh, uh, I know, there's so many, I, so many amazing so many. ones. And 
Honestly, I have been so lucky to work at just so many incredible venues over the past year and a half. Um, but I think if I had to pick three, <laughs> my faves would be definitely Mona Farm, um, which is in Braidwood. The it's team beautiful. there are just next to none. They mm. are incredible. And the property itself is just exquisite. It's mind-blowing. Every single space is just so carefully curated and thought out and it's so nice to be able to take your guests on that journey from mm. you know, one space to the next so that is special it is a bit of a travel from Sydney but it's definitely worth, worth it, it yeah. the second I think where we just were together um, on the weekend just past loose at Summerlee House mm. in Sutton Forest that it's so divine is, oh it's so special it's yeah. just so beautiful the moment that you drive up that driveway and you see the beautiful grand homestead with that circular lawn it is perfect in you know rain or in sunshine um and yeah, 35 degree great. heat oh, <laughs> i don't know about that one that was next level, that was next level. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um and the third would be red leaf in wollumbai mm. i i yeah i love it it's so beautiful it's so special there's nothing really anything else like it yeah. and you are kind of just immediately transported to Italy or you know somewhere in yeah, in France that is just yeah you feel like you're no longer in Australia which is such a treat to just be able to escape for the weekend or even in my case just a few hours but yeah. I think those would be my three favorites being put on the spot and it's also so nice to see how each couple yes. you know, utilizes the property yeah. differently in where they have their ceremony or their reception. And obviously things like styling and florals can change a look. But, um, yeah, it, it's nice to see everybody's individual takes on the properties that they, you know, work mm. in for their wedding day. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. So before we move on to the last question, I've just got one mm. other question that I've thought of. Mm. Just um, with... We're in the, currently in the middle of summer. Those three yeah. venues that you spoke about and all the other venues that you've worked in, are there plan A and plan B options that are, like say if it's a really hot day mm. and you're in the, it's the middle of summer and if you're just standing in the blistering sun, <laughs> it's going to be cooking hot, which it often <laughs> does get in Australia. Yeah. Do like do you speak with couples about, okay, we've got an option for this you know, whether an option for this one or is it always just like, nah, this is what we're doing and mm. we're running with that just out of interest? Like the, <gasps> the celebrancy run. Well, yeah, d- is that more to do with the the venue or the stylist or the planner or do you take Who a bit of a lead on that as well? Mm. I think it's a bit of a mix. I think if the couple is fortunate enough to have a wedding planner or, you know, an on-the-day coordinator, it's usually that kind of falls on them, but I will always obviously to um, talk them through that because it is so important now. The weather is just so unpredictable. And I think people do think a lot about a wet weather plan and not necessarily a heat <laughs> a heat wave mm. plan. Um, and yeah, it's just not nice to, not just for the couple to be standing in that like sweltering heat and the direct sunlight, but for the guests as well. And the guests arrive 
sometimes 20, 30 minutes prior to um, the ceremony starting. So it is important to also think about a plan for those really hot days, whether that's, you know, shifting your ceremony location to be under the trees, in the shade, or if there's a beautiful space inside. And I think everybody can get so caught up on the visual and, you know, the photos and wanting it to be picture perfect. But at the end of the day, if your guests are being rained on or if they're sitting there just so hot and sweaty, they're not going to enjoy the ceremony. They're not going to pay attention. They're not going to be engaged and, you know, just really getting involved in what is being said. They're going to be there thinking, I'm so hot or this is horrible. I'm being rained on. So it is something to take into consideration and if you don't have a wedding planner or you know a coordinator then yes work with your celebrant and just kind of nut out you know one two or even three different scenarios that you can put into play and often they can be actioned pretty quickly with just making that decision Mm. Um, yeah because yeah I think it's so important that your guests are comfortable and um yeah. And you too. You don't want to be there standing sweating and <laughs> feeling all hot and bothered or standing under an umbrella if it's pouring with rain mm. um, because ultimately you're there to be married and to be surrounded by your closest, most loved and cherished family members and friends. So that's the most important. So, yeah, put the emphasis more on that than the picture-perfect location if it's going to kind of mean that you're really hot or... Yeah. Yeah. Being right. Pay attention. And, yeah. yeah. I'll, just, I'll double down on those comments. I think it's so important. Uh, some venues you don't have the option to move it because mm. you've booked it in advance. But if you do have a venue that you've got a few different options for the celebrant, so for the ceremony to take place, it's, yeah. I think, as you said, you just really want to be comfortable and your guests to be comfortable on the day. So, mm. yeah, I think that's a good little tip. Thanks so much for all those questions. We've got one last one for you um advice for future couples any top tips yeah i think just reiterating what we've just been speaking about and that is planning a wedding day and ceremony that feels authentically you and choosing a celebrant to work closely with you to ensure that your ceremony feels personal and yeah a true representation of you as individuals but also as a couple because that is why you're there to celebrate you and your love and the life that you have built together and by doing those things yeah your day could just not be more perfect thank you my love really appreciate it thank Uh, you i'm honestly very touched that you've included me pleasure oh also um i was doing some like um, recon work listening to like old episodes my mum puts cream in her coffee <laughs> yes <laughs> oh yes you're the perfect person oh, to ask oh my god we're putting this at the start of this but, episode but 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 do you get annoyed at mum for ordering cream or not <laughs> no it probably doesn't bother her do you does it bother you that your mum puts cream in her coffee no, no. Well, I don't do the ordering, yeah. but um, I actually meant to ask Sam if it's a thing, if other people, oh. Sam, I think he's on the phone, but I'll ask him and let you know. <laughs> <laughs> Just know that you've made my day. Thank you, darling. I <laughs> <laughs> oh, love it. All right, love, we'll let you go, but thank you again and um, hopefully see you soon. Yeah.